this morning I'm very excited to um, do a to start on a two-week series on prayer. And it is something that I just felt it's good for us to be reminded of. And also to re-educate ourselves, if there's a, a, a way to say it, and just to talk about what it is because as followers of Jesus Christ, it's always good for us to be reminded of the importance of prayer and the, and the necessity of prayer. And also this is something that Jesus did often. We see that in Luke chapter 5. Uh, verse 16. So if this is something that Jesus did often while he was here on earth, then we need to know, number one, what it was that he did often. And number two, follow his, his examples, right? And one of his examples is to pray often. So let's find out what is prayer and go do it often ourselves. There's, uh, I always joke around and sometimes uh, it may be more sensitive to others than, uh, than, than, uh, than to me. But it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually to do it. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about prayer this Sunday. And then next Sunday, we're going to talk about actually praying. Because to know what prayer is, is one thing. But we need to be able to walk it out and exercise it and actually pray ourselves. Uh, so prayer, this is a vast topic. I know that I'm just getting into a, a topic that's vast. And many incredible theologians have written many books on this topic which I know I would not be able to do it justice to talk about prayer. So I want to acknowledge that first and foremost. But what I want to share this morning is just an aspect of prayer that I felt for us as a local church to know and to get a, a firm, firm handle on during the season. Uh, prayer is a way for us to grow in our relationship with God. And as we, we, we want to always, and, and I said this last week, as we close on the book of uh, Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, is we need to draw near to the one constant, the only one constant throughout history, and that is Jesus. And prayer is a way for us to find a solid footing, to establish, reestablish the foundation that we have and find the calm um, in the midst of the chaos. So we need to know that now more than ever. And that's why we are doing prayer twice uh, a month as a church. So, as, you know, as I said, especially with everything that's going on around us. So if you open up social media, if you watch the news, there's so many things, so many very extreme opinions about what's going on. Very chaotic, explosive, you know, worries, stress. What's going to happen after the election? You know, it's, it's, is it going to be World War III? Uh, is everyone going to have riots everywhere? Um, you know, and, and also with school, for those with kids. You know, school is a big topic right now also with, with us as, as parents have to homeschool the kids. So uh, there are many things that's going on, and, and that's why we need prayer more than, than ever. But before we get into the, the several basic things on prayer and what the Bible says, did I say that correctly? I always say says, but it should be say, right? S-A-Y-S, the Bible says, but people always say it says. The Bible says about prayer. You get a glimpse inside my head of what I, what I think about. So before we get to see what scripture, what, what, what is in scripture about prayer, what does prayer means to people? So to most people, from my experience prior to coming to know Jesus, prayer is just like a petition to God in word or in thought. And actually that's a definition within the Merriam-Webster dictionary, a petition to God in word or thought. So this implies that prayer is a mean for us to try to get something from God for ourselves. Right? For example, coming to God when things are tough, 
uh, or when we are in need of a breakthrough, whether it's uh, relationally, professionally, uh, financially. Um, this is not incorrect because we, as sons and daughters, should be able to come to the Father and, and ask for, for things from God. However, to most of us, this is strictly what prayer is. Prayer, that what I just said about a petition in word or thought, is, is far, far short of what is a biblical definition for prayer. It is only one of the many aspects of what we should know as prayer. There are many verses in the Bible about prayer. So uh, I won't list them all, but I want to list some of them so you can catch the heart of what I'm trying to say. So uh, I think I have these verses on, on, on the slide. So number one, 1 John 5, uh, verse 14 and 15. This is a confidence we have in approaching God. So we can approach God and speak with him in confidence because he is God. But we can and we should have confidence in speaking to him. Uh, and as we pray, we need to understand that God said, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. So God does listen to us. We need to remember that. Uh, and then Jeremiah 33, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So that's when we come to God to ask for, for answer, ask for solutions and just want to know what's going on with our lives and what's going on with other people and pray for other people, right? And also in uh, Matthew chapter 6, I actually love this verse. I actually knew this verse really before I became a Christian because I would use this all the time. So when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. So we don't need to be articulate. We don't need to be like, well, I need to sound super spiritual before I can pray. Be ourselves. How we talk to other people is how we talk to God. We don't need to suddenly our voice, you know, lift it up octave. It's just like two or three levels higher when we speak to God. Or we don't need to like, dear God. Suddenly our voice get lower. Be ourselves. We don't have to be suddenly more articulate. Because God wants to hear from us in the way that we are. Um, do not be anxious. So don't be anxious when we approach God. Prayer is not about being worried or anxious. Always pray with thanksgiving, right? Rejoice always. Pray continually. It's a challenge for some of us. At least for me. Pray continually as in always be praying uh, pray in the spirit we'll talk about more about this next week pray in the spirit on all occasions in all kinds of prayers and requests um, Mark 11 therefore I tell you whatever you pray ask in prayer believe that you have received it see that's going back to praying with confidence believe that you have received it uh, and, and John 15, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that means this right here. If you abide in me and you, we know the scriptures, ask whatever you wish. It will be done for you. That's amazing, isn't it? Wouldn't that be awesome when you go to God and we talk to him and whatever we ask for, it will be done. But we need to abide in Jesus and abide in the word. Uh, in the same way, uh, Romans 8, 26, in the same way, the spirit help us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. So, so this also talks to like praying in tongues. And uh, I don't want to spend too much time in this because it does sound crazy. But a lot of time, our praying to God bypass our logical mind. And that's what it means. We start just mumbling and saying things as we're worshiping God. We get to that place. We, we put aside all of, of, of the things that we know and be able to speak intelligently. We're just praising God and speaking to him. Um, and, and uh, I think I have Psalm 6, Psalms 40, and Psalms 55. 
if you guys have time, go home and read them. I love these because these uh, were written by David. And he was called a man after God's own heart because of his prayer life. So you read those Psalms, David just going all out. You know, he doesn't just come to pray to God when he's feeling good or when he's feeling down. It's all the time, in all situations. He opens himself up and he opens, he opens himself up passionately and intensely with God in all circumstances. That's why it's so, so good to read Psalms because you really, if you can use a term, you can really get real, right? Because you can see, you get real because David's like, God, my enemy is all around me. They're about to kill me. But God, you are the best. You are the highest. Your will be done. So that's so awesome because he always reminds himself of what's going on. So anyway, I can go on and on and listing verses from scriptures on prayer. So as you can hopefully see, one common theme about the verses on prayer is that there's not one definition or one explanation for prayer. There, there isn't one guideline for prayer. Because biblical prayer has everything to do with relationship and nothing to do with empty religions or ritual. So that's what Jesus said, right? Don't go on babbling like the pagans. Just speak to God. It's a, prayer is a loving dialogue between man and God. It's not a petition to God in word or thought. It's a dialogue between us and God. God doesn't care for the rituals or how articulate we are or how spiritual we, we may sound. Because that was always my thought is, well, I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know the Bible uh, enough. I'm not able to say all the cool things like all these, you know, cool sounding people. They're very articulative and they, they always know what to say. And they, they say all these high, big, nice, crazy words. It has nothing to do with that. It's a relationship. God doesn't care about those things. He cares about the heart behind the dialogue. If, if you can remember one thing today, that's what it is. He cares about the heart behind the dialogue or the prayer of his loved ones. Right? He loves to enter into a dialogue or he loves to communicate with us because we, through Jesus, we are the people whom God loves and he is well pleased. This is why God spoke about Jesus, right? As we accept Jesus as our Savior and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, God sees only the righteousness of Jesus when we come before him. So when we come to him to pray to him, he sees us in our uniqueness because he made us that way. However, the righteousness of Jesus is all he sees. So, so don't think about all of our imperfection. I was going to say my, but all of us, right? Can, can I say that to all of us? All of our imperfections, all of our shortcomings, our sins, and, and at least for me, Someday my faith is way up here. Someday my faith is way down here. But it doesn't really matter. God doesn't see those things. He just sees the righteousness of Jesus. Because as we accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, we've been cleansed by his blood. And that's what it means when you, when you hear the term cloaked by the righteousness of Jesus. God only sees the holiness and the righteousness of Jesus. And then he will welcome us in. God loves us. And he loves our company. So when we pray, that's what we do. We're entering into the presence of God. And we need to know that God loves us and he loves our company. He loves us and Jesus prayed that we would understand that in John 17. Uh, if you have been with, with, uh, with restoration for a short amount of time, I think you know that I love John 17. 
it is, it is an incredible chapter because that's the only place where you get an insight of Jesus when he's praying. John 17. And I have spent many, many hours, days, weeks studying John 17. But this verse right here, I did not get until just this week as I was preparing for prayer. John 17, verse 26. I have made you known to them. This is what Jesus is praying. And will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them. That I myself may be in them. So the love that our Heavenly Father has for Jesus is the same love that he has for us. So if we can actually have come to that revelation of that's how much our Heavenly Father loves us, it will break down all the obstacles and the barriers in terms of understanding what is prayer. Because prayer, right, is not a petition to God in word or thought. Not a coming to God for a request. It's so much more than that. Um, Augustine said this. And actually, I love it also. I want to share with you guys. God loves every person as if there were no one else to love. Can you imagine that? God loves every person as if there was no one else to love. He loves us. He wants to be in, uh, in, in, in our company. Can you imagine that? The almighty God, the creator of the universe, wants to be in our company. That's why he spoke about uh, Moses, right? Moses is as a man speak with his friend. That's why he spoke about Moses. That's in Exodus 33, verse 11. Similar with Abraham. He loves Abraham's company and called him friend. In Isaiah 41, verse 8, it said, But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, you descendants of Abraham, my friend. That's what God called Abraham. Also in James chapter 2, verse 23, you know, as, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. So Abraham and Moses are just two examples of people who seek God's presence and seek his voice and was obedient to him and listened to him and follow him. And that's how God regarded him as his friend. Jesus said this about us. right? He called us his friends. We know this from John 15 verse 15. You are no longer servants, but I have called you friends. So God wants our presence. Not only does he love, he loves us, and he wants our company. So God considers us friends. So that is an incredible privilege and an honor that he's bestowing upon us. So if we can come to that understanding of what is prayer, God loves our company. He loves us. He wants to hear from us. That's what prayer is. It's a relationship. It's a conversation with God. It's not about coming to God to request something. Yes, that's part of it too because we want to ask our Heavenly Father for things. But it's so much more to it than that. But we should always, always remember who God is when we enter into prayer. Because I have seen it, sadly, at least for me personally, I've seen where people treat God as a buddy. It's like, it's like a drinking buddy. And talk to God like a drinking buddy. It's like, no, he is not your drinking buddy. Well, if you guys don't drink, you don't know what I'm talking about as your buddy, so to speak. We are about to enter into a conversation with the almighty God who is all-knowing, who created the universe, who created everything that we see, everything that we hear, everything that we can sense, everything around us. He created every fiber of our being. Who knows all of our thoughts before we speak it? 
the best way to remind ourselves of this truth of who God is is to repeat the Lord's Prayer. We cannot talk about prayer without talking about the Lord's Prayer. Right? This is what Jesus told the disciples when they asked them to teach them how to pray. So that's in Luke chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 6, if you guys want to look it up. And I want to just briefly go through this. Is It starts with our Father, as in our ultimate Father, right? The creator of all things. So that's what Jesus is trying to get us to understand is when you pray, say this, so then you will get in the right perspective of who you are talking to. Our Father, the ultimate Father, the creator of all things, as I said. Hallowed be your name. Recognize our place before we rush in with a request. Because a lot of people will come, oh, Father, things are going so tough. Can I have this? Can you make this happen? Recognize who we are about to talk to, right? Our Father, hallowed be your name. Holy, righteous, perfect, all-knowing, all-powerful. That's who we're talking to. Your kingdom come. God's kingdom, not our kingdom. What is your kingdom? Do we even know what God's kingdom? What does that mean? And, and you know, whatever you want, God, that's what I want. Right? Your kingdom come, and then your will be done. That's like an extension of God's kingdom and his will, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what some translation has. So our desire, we desire for God's will to be done. So recognize who he is. He's holy. He's mighty. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. So our desire is for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning we need to accept God's will, um, approve of God's will, if I can use that term, and honor God's will. So make his will become our will. So then whatever that we, a request that we had, it just seemed very minimal, doesn't it? Our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. And then finally, it just, Jesus is trying to teach us. That's when you can shift to us. Give us our daily bread. Just the very daily essential. Just bread, right? Daily bread. Not our daily uh, $100,000 that we get daily. Or a daily um, whatever that we get. Because this is to uh, help us to be grateful of the daily bread that we have. It is to prevent against re greed. You know, it's to give us our daily whatever. Just daily bread. That's a very simple essential that we need throughout the day. So we can be grateful for all the things that we have received from God. Because all the things that we have, we can lose them all. So help us to be grateful. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. This is, this is about us continue to speak about forgiveness. Um, as I was reading through this, I just asked myself, why is it not forgave us our sins? But then I realized it's forgive us our sins. It's a present tense because we are constantly making mistakes, right? We're constantly messing up. We're constantly thinking too highly of ourselves. We constantly think about our will versus God's will. So forgive us our sins. My grammar's not great, but I know there's a plural in there. Forgive us our sins. We also forgive everyone who sins against us. So as we ask for forgiveness, then we realize if God's given us forgiveness, why are we not forgiving other people? Why are we uh, holding grudges? We should not. And, and, and if you read this and study this in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus went on to elaborate a little bit more on forgiveness. And also this is so then we won't feel so self-righteous, right? Because sometimes we see people walking around, it's like, well, I know Jesus, I'm super spiritual, so I'm 
more righteous than you. No. No one is. We are righteous just because of Jesus. It's not because of anything that we have done. And then lastly, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. It's about more like trial and testing. Don't go look, looking for temptations, right? Because in Scripture, it said resist temptations. But trials and testing, that's when we should consider pure joy because trial and testing comes when God is preparing us for more. But temptation, resist it. Temptation is different, right? Temptation, we can actually go to it intentionally. We, we, we are tempted by, you know, um, many things, whether it's money or um, um, there are kids here. So, you know, you know what I'm trying to say, some bad things. Lead us not into temptations, but deliver us from the evil one. So it's about trying and testing. But anyway, so uh, there's so much more in just the Lord's Prayer. But I just want to point that out so we see the pattern is to acknowledge who God is. Put his kingdom first. Hallowed be your name. You are holy. You are all-knowing, all-powerful. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. A reminder to be grateful just for our provision that what God has given to us. Grateful for his forgiveness, forgiveness of our sins and remind us to forgive others. So we live in forgiveness. We need to remember this prayer when we pray in order to remind ourselves of this truth until it is ingrained within us. Right, until we automatically, when we sit down to pray, oh, Father, you are almighty, all-knowing. What is your will? Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Thank you for the little things that you've given me. Thank you for everything that you have given me. And what is it that you want now, God? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's not only a pattern. It is a pattern if we actually come to know it and, and live it out. But if, if, if I want to encourage you guys, if it has not become a pattern of, of our prayer life, then keep on repeating it and keep on saying it because Jesus actually said, when you pray, say these things. Um, so just, just a brief um, explanation on, so for us, it's, prayer is a relationship. It's a dialogue between a loving, two people who loves each other, who enjoys the company of each other. That's number one. Number two, for us, remember who God is, right? Don't stop minimizing who he is and his holiness and thinking that, oh, he's just an angel, or he's just someone that knows a lot. No, he's the almighty God. And uh, I do want to touch briefly on what is not prayer. And I, I had said this earlier. It's from Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. Do not keep on babbling like pagans. So the emphasis here is if you understand now that prayer is a conversation between us and God, a loving conversation, right? And prayer is about us coming to God, knowing who he is, accepting who we are, and our position and God's positions, we don't need to babble on, right? Because we know God knows what we're going to say. And if we keep babbling on, he's going to say, well, quit, quit just yapping. Tell me what is on your heart. That's what he wants. So, uh, so that's, I want to say one thing. It's just don't compare ourselves with others. How you pray and how I pray is different. And it's okay. It's perfectly fine and, accept and acceptable to God. So babbling, did I say that correct? Babbling, it's, I look at it as a, a religious ritual. It's referring to only, not only a drawn out, long, empty sentences. It's also referring to like you're trying to show off to other people uh, as if you are somehow more spiritual. As I said earlier, there's no such thing as you're more spiritual than others. It's all because of Jesus. And once we realize that, we're even more grateful of who he is. And we're not going to try to show off because it's not in our righteousness, but in Jesus' righteousness. 
that we have been justified. Anyway, so I want to close, I want to bring this to a close by saying, we've been talking about God desiring to have relationship with us, right, in the last few weeks. So prayer, prayer is one of the means for us to have a relationship with God and to develop relationship with God and to grow in our relationship with God. And as I've been saying throughout this morning, prayer looks differently for everyone. It looks differently for everyone, so don't compare. It's because it should, it should look and sound like how each of us, when we speak and when we talk. Because you guys should not pray like me because you sound like a Vietnamese guy, which you, none of you look like me. But sound like yourself. Pray like yourself. Pray like what is on your heart. And let God hear who you are instead of hear, hear what, what, what Vanessa or Jake or Hugh or, or Gavin or Toby, what, what we sound like. Pray like who you are and what you, what you sound like. Be ourselves. We should not become someone else. Because otherwise, and I used to, I probably shouldn't say this, but if we become someone else, people will think that we have a multiple personality disorder. Like, wait, you're like this when you're praying to God, but you're like this when you're with me. There's another term for that is um, um, hypocrite. Thank you. And many other names. So be ourselves. So then the love of God will flow through us and people will get to experience the, the honest, genuine love that God has for us and God has for them. So in conclusion, if I can say, if once we strip down, the and, and I'm really, really trying to simplify this, is once we strip down the theological complexity of what is prayer, I want to say that biblical prayer is a dialogue between us and God. And it's not just any dialogue. It's not even a dialogue that I have with my, my wife whom I love. It's not just any dialogue, but one is richly, richly saturated with love. It's an incredible love that we cannot even comprehend. That's what it is. That's what biblical prayer is. Again, he doesn't care for the rituals or how articulate we are or how spiritual we may sound. He cares about the heart behind the dialogue. Or prayer. That's what prayer is. Is to share and hear the heart of the ones whom you love and are most pleased. And keep in mind, he loves us. He is always wanting to hear from us. Always wanting our company to be with him. And he loves to enter into a dialogue, a communication with us. The people whom he loves and is well pleased. So if you ever feel like, oh wow, I did something bad. Last night, oh, I watched something I shouldn't have. Come to God because all he sees is Jesus. He would just see the righteousness and the holiness of Jesus. And then he will minister to us. And we will realize when we say, forgive us our sins, actually it will mean something. And then we will realize that God is almighty because of his grace and his love for us. We want to come to him always, all the time. So if I, if I can just end by giving some really easy practical handles is to remind us God wants to speak with us face to face. He doesn't want to um, hear us through someone else. You know, I, we, we should pray for other people, but I try to tell people all the time, pray to God yourselves. He wants to hear from you because I don't want to be the go-between person because you don't want my problems. You don't want all the things that I have. Come to God yourself because he is waiting and he loves you 
and he wants to hear from you. So God wants to speak with us face to face. The Lord's prayers. Always, always remember who God is. Okay? He's not your buddy. He's not our buddy. He wants to be our friend. But because of who he is, we need to remember. We can speak to him like a friend. However, we need to remember who he is. And lastly, this is for me also. It's for all of us. Do it often. Luke 5, 16 said, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Meaning having conversation with God. If Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed, how much more do we need to find time to pray and hear from God and build a relationship with him? And prayer is, uh, we'll, we'll touch more on this next week, but the more that we spend time with God, the easier it is for us to make decisions throughout the day. And knowing that it will line up with God's will. Knowing that it will line up with his kingdom. Because there are times when we have to make quick decisions, right? And, and we, we, if we are always in constant communication and relationship with God, we will always know, oh God, this is your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We'll know right away, well, instead of cheating someone out of the money, we'll know right away, oh, wait, this is not your will, God. It's easy for me to say no. But if we're not in constant communication with God, we will get tempted. Right? Our greed will come in and say, well, I need the money. Well, that person doesn't need the money. I need it. That's when we get into trouble. So anyway, I don't want to elaborate too much on that. So then we can make decisions according to God's will, not according to our own situations, not according to our insecurity, not according to our doubts, not, not according to our selfish ambitions, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there was a very brief message on prayer, and I just want us to get a better picture, understanding of, understanding of what is prayer, as I said. It's not just a coming to God with a request. Prayer is so much more than that. It's a form of communication with the one who loves us and the one who is excited to hear from us. So don't think of it as just a vending machine. You know, a lot of times people think of prayer. I, I, I relate it to like a vending machine where you come to God, right? You put a coin in and you get something out. That's when you pray. It is not that. God is not a vending machine. He's so much more than that. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's about prayer. Next week, we will touch on praying. And I would love for us to be a church full of everyone who's constantly praying, who's, who, who, would spend, who would often spend time in prayer and praying to God and hearing from God because that's how we grow. That's how we strengthen. It's not about how many people we have here. It doesn't really matter. We can have thousands of people. If no one's praying, then it doesn't really matter. But if we only have a handful of people here and we all pray and we live for God's kingdom, we live for his will, that's when his power and his spirit will come through, right? Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. So we'll talk about more about that last, uh, next week when we speak, um, we will speak specifically more about praying in the spirit next week. And I want to end by, by leaving you guys with this verse from John chapter 4. Verse 23 and 24. This is when Jesus was speaking to the, the woman at the well. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. This is the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. This is the kind of worshiper that God seeks from us. 
God, John 4, verse 24, God is spirit. And his worshipers must not, maybe uh, once in a while, must worship in the spirit and in truth. So next week, next week we're going to talk more about praying, as in praying in the spirit and speaking out the things that God has for us instead of praying out our requests, right? Just praying out the things that we know. And I've, I've said this before is prayer is not about me praying over Vanessa, telling her what she needs to work on and what she should do. And, and, and that, that's not going to go over very well, right? Or, or I'm, I'm thinking, well, why are you not doing that? So I'm going to pray that she should be doing that. That's not what it is. We want to hear, have God's heart for people, not what we think, because who cares what I think, right? I don't care what you guys think, but if God is speaking, well, that was a little bit harsh. I apologize. I take that back. I care what you guys think, but I care more about what God is saying through you, and that is what prayer means, because he knows what's going on with our lives. So, so it's vital that we need to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. So I just want to share about what is prayer, and next week we're going to talk about the actual praying. And uh, I know Toby and I, we were talking a little bit earlier, it's different to know something, right? We can read on the news, we, can, we think what it's like to run a company, right, to be a CEO or to be, uh, I don't know, a doctor or nurse, a fireman or a businessman. We may think what it is, or a social worker, but to actually do it. That's two different things. Because we, 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 in this society, we prioritize too much about the knowing, but the actual act of doing it, that's something totally different. So we'll talk about praying next week. Anyway, that's all I have for us for today. And um, let's end. Let's close our eyes. I'll, um, I'll pray and then um, we can end the meeting. Father, we just want to thank you for you, God. We just want to thank you for who you are, Lord. I just thank you that we can come to you. Just thank you for prayer, that the opportunity for us to come before you, speak to you, hear from you. Knowing your will, knowing your heart, knowing what you your plans and your purpose for each and every one of us and for the whole church as a whole. We love you, Lord Jesus. I ask Holy Spirit that you will come and just allow the things that has come through today to take hold of, of, of us, our hearts, and allow it to, to grow and to prosper. And most of all, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you will strengthen us and give us the courage, the boldness, and the perseverance to walk out the thing that we know about what is prayer, and to be able to be able to pray with passion, with openness, with the intensity, with the love that we have for you. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we pray to all these things in your mighty name, God. Amen. <laughs>